0: That is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boati as Christ is magnified in you. You may kindly take your seats in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Wow. All right. So today I want to share some few things with you. So I'm sharing on the partnership of the Spirit. I've still not finished with that one. So I'm sharing on the partnership of the Spirit. It's good to see you. How are you? Great. So Psalm 102, verse 13 and 14. Psalm 102, verse 13 and 14. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion What is Zion? Hebrews chapter 12 verse 22 But he had come unto Mount Zion And to the city of the living God The heavenly Jerusalem When you become born again You are born again into Mount Zion Do you see We are now in We are living in Mount Zion so we are members of Mount Zion. Mount Zion was uh, the center of the centers of Israel, okay? Mount Zion was the, was the stronghold of God. is a city of God. So there's a New Testament Mount Zion in which we find ourselves and in which we are born again into. So he says, but you are come onto Mount Zion. In this particular scriptures, he was discussing Mount Sinai and Mount Zion, how that Mount Sinai represents the law And Mount Zion represents the grace of God. So we have come into the grace of God by virtue of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection, and ascension. So he said, but you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. So as you are sitting down right now, there's an innumerable company of angels here. There are always angels that are released for every service. So there's no service that is ordinary. You know there are angels that are released to help you, to assist you, to cause you to move forward and do well in life. So it says, but you are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. It's called the heavenly Jerusalem. When you are born again, you are born again into heaven. So heaven is not only a place that we go to; heaven is also a state that we are in. If you read in Philippians chapter three, verse twenty, look at Philippians three twenty. Philippians three twenty. He says that, but we we are citizens of the state. This is amplified. But we are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. Have you seen it? We are what? Did he say we are going to be citizens? Do you understand English? You've gone to school. He says, but we are citizens, not we are going to be. We are citizens of the state, commonwealth, homeland, which is in heaven. And from it, from heaven, also we earnestly and patiently await the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Messiah, the Savior, who shall change our vile bodies. That's like it says, who will transform and fashion, and fashion anew the body of our humiliation to conform to and be like the body of His glory and majesty. Hallelujah. So we have come unto Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, to an innumerable company of angels. All those angels are there to serve God's children. Hebrews chapter one, verse fourteen. Look at Hebrews one fourteen. Do you like scriptures or don't like you It says, are they not all ministering spirits? Let's read Amplified so that you understand it, okay? Are not the angels all ministering spirits? Servants, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. Have you inherited salvation? So the angels are sent for your assistance. Look at it. It says, are not the angels all ministering spirits, servants, sent out in the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation? So you must be conscious of angels around you and put them to work. You send them to do accomplish things for you in Jesus' name. I was sharing with some, well, I don't know which group it was. I was sharing with them concerning angels. I don't know whether I was telling them, telling them that you may, you may be a Christian and never be conscious of your angels and never put them to work. You need to be conscious of them. They work with the Holy Spirit. When I show them scriptures to attach to that. They work with the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is uh, getting something, it's the angels that actually get it done. Do you understand? Uh-huh. And angel, the angels excel in might. They can do what one million men can do and accomplish so much in a very short space of time. But if you are not conscious of them, they may not work for you. Do you understand? So he says, we have come unto Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, then he says, to an innumerable company of angels, then he says, next verse, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. You see, the, the church is, is bigger than these four walls. The church is called the body of Christ. It includes people here on earth and people there in heaven. Yeah, if Amrobes come around you, you should know that you are in Mount Zion. There, li- there's the living God is with you, yeah. the innumerable company of angels are with you. When you go down, he says that to, to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than the blood of Abel, yeah. eh? and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, this to talk once again, and the blood of sprink- sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Abel's blood spoke judgment. When Abel died, his Bible says, God said that his blood was crying out of the ground to him for vengeance against his brother who had killed him. But when humanity killed Jesus Christ, Jesus' blood, when it fell on the earth, did not cry vengeance. It cried mercy and grace and kindness and goodness and prosperity and love and patience. That's what, that's the, that's what the blood of Christ speaks for you and I. Can you imagine? Isn't it powerful? So you are in a very special place. Very, very special place. So back to Psalm 102, right? Verse what? Verse 13. I just wanted to explain and help you understand what Mount Zion is. I don't know if I've done a good job. Okay, it says, thou shalt arise. He's talking about God. He's talking about God arising. It says, thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her yea the set time has come the time to favor Zion yea the set time has come the set time to favor Zion to to make Zion prosperous to make Zion increase to make Zion beautiful has come now he's not talking about this he's talking about the inhabitants of the city of Zion now those in heaven I told that Zion has some in heaven and some on earth those in heaven don't need favor They don't need favor. They are in the presence of God every time. But those who are earthbound like you and I, who are part of the body of Christ here on earth, need to be favored. Now, what is favor? Favor is the grace of God. Favor is the kindness of God. Favor is the beauty of God that you don't deserve. You now, you know that you are not correct. And you know that from what you are doing, you are not supposed to be dealt with kindly. Oh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, your thoughts are not even correct. Ask your neighbor, what are you thinking right now? What is going on in your head? Thank God our, our heads are opaque. Hey, it would have been very serious if it was transparent though. I mean, you'll be seeing what your neighbor is thinking right now. And you can't sit by your neighbor anymore. I tell you, you always be running away. When you, go, you see somebody walking on the show, hey. I think you ran away. No. Thank God, tell you, But thank God my head is opaque. No. <laughs> it's like you ran away right now. You see, so favor is, is God's goodness. Okay? God's kindness, the Bible says the goodness of the Lord leaded thee to repentance. You see, God's kindness, God's beauty, God's love, God's God's prosperity, God's power available for his children to use. Irrespective of whatever they've done. Do you see? Yeah. So it is the set time to favor Zion. has come. Yay! This is the set time. This is the set time. Why? Why is it time for Zion to be favored? Why is it the set time for Zion to be favored? It's for thy servants. The reason why Zion is going to be favored is because thy servants take pleasure in her stones in the stones of zion thy servants take pleasure in the stones of zion and favor the dust thereof now what does that what does this mean do you want to know what it means it says for thy servants the servants in zion or the children in zion the people in zion favor they take pleasure in the stones of zion now if you've noticed i explained that zion is actually the city of the living god zion is a heavenly jerusalem Zion is the body of Christ both in heaven and here on earth. Are you saying it? If you read in First Peter chapter 2, verse 5, look at 1 Peter 2, 5. It says, he says, Ye also as lively stones. Other version says, Living stones. It says, Ye also as living stones or lively stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Have you seen it? Let's read from verse 1. Maybe it will, it will help you from verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice and all guile and all hypocrisies and envies and all speaking evil speakings, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious, to whom coming as unto a living stone. He says, To whom? He's talking about Jesus. He says, to Coming to Jesus as a living stone. Jesus is a living stone. He is called the foundation stone or the capstone. God is interested in a building And that building is his temple It's the place where he will live And he started constructing that building Years ago with Christ Jesus himself Okay That that building Is in Mount Zion God doesn't want just Mount Zion to be there He wants a temple in Mount Zion Mount Zion is also called the heavenly Jerusalem I've told you, isn't it so there's a day. If you read in Revelation chapter 21, look at verse one. Revelation 21 from verse one, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there were no more. There was no more sea. Verse two, and I John saw the city, the holy city, new Jerusalem coming from coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Isn't it? He says the city is a bride. The new Jerusalem is a bride. I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. You understand? You've gone, you've read the Bible a little, right? (laughs) So you understand. He says the new Jerusalem is a bride. See the new Jerusalem Jerusalem. is a bride. bride. Mount Zion Zion. is a heavenly Jerusalem. And it is actually a bride. bride. Are you seeing it? Uh Uh-huh. A bride full of what? A bride, you see, the church is what grows to become the bride of Christ. So, if you read in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, he says, husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for the church. He gave himself for the church so that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the way. Have you seen it? That he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. Are you saying it? So the church, you and I, are supposed to grow and develop and become the bride of Christ, which is actually a city called the New Jerusalem. So in Second Corinthians chapter eleven, verse two, look at Second Corinthians eleven two. I hope you are writing the scriptures down. Paul says, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. He was talking to the Corinthian church. He had planted a church. You know, just like we've planted this church here. And we've planted so many churches around. He was talking to that church and says that, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. Why? For I have espoused you to one husband that I I may present you as a chaste virgin. To who? So the church that he had planted was actually going to be married to Christ was going to be a bride to Christ. Says, I want to, I'm, I'm jealous of you with godly jealousy, so that, because I have espoused you to one husband, so that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. So the church, every church, all of us, whether it's lighthouse, assemblies of God, Roman, uh, I nearly said Romans. <laughs> Catholic church, whatever. All of us are supposed to be presented to Christ together as as a church, as a bride. Do you see? And that bride is called the New Jerusalem. Which is a city. Are you seeing it? Uh Now, the walls and the foundations and everything that are used to build that city, are human beings, you and I, the church is what is used to build the New Jerusalem. So, all the members of the body of Christ You and I are described as stones That's what I read to you In First Peter chapter 2 yeah. I think we're in verse 4 Let's read from verse 4 He says to whom come, he's talking about Christ He says we have come unto Christ As a living, a living stone Disallowed in need of men But chosen of God and precious Have you seen it? He says Jesus himself is a stone And Jesus is the one who came to start the church Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 Look at Matthew 16 verse 18 Let's read from verse, verse uh, 17. And Jesus answered, This is when Jesus asked the disciples, Who do men say that I am? You know, and some, they said, Some say you are Elias, Elijah, some say you are the prophet who should come, some say you are this, some say you are They asked him, Who do you, who do you say that I am? Then Peter lifted his hand and said, Thou art the, the, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Thou art what? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then Jesus said, My brother. Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you. Why? But my father which is in heaven. This particular thing that you have said, it is no human being can tell you. It is my father who is in heaven who has revealed this particular thing to you. Then he told Peter, he said that, and I say unto you, that thou art Peter. The word Peter there, you know, he started by calling him Simon Barjona. He gave him the name that his father gave to him. He was called Simon. Simon means Shakeable, someone who is not stable okay bar jonah the word bar is son of so simon son of jonah i say unto you flesh and blood has not revealed this to you and i said to you that thou art peter so he gave him another name the word peter is rock a little rock okay a little rock the greek word is petros right petros a little rock and I tell you, you are Peter, Greek Petros, a large piece of rock. Have you seen it? Uh, and on this rock, Greek Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar. Do you see? So he told Peter that you are. I'm calling you Peter. You are Simon, but you, know, you have been on shaking oil all, all of your life. But now I'm changing your name to Rock. And upon this big rock, which was what was the big rock? Was he talking about Peter being the big rock? No, Peter is not the big rock. Peter is a small rock, but he was talking about the revelation that Peter gave, which is the revelation of Christ. He says, "Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God." So that revelation of Christ. Is the foundation, the big rock upon which I will build my church? You see, says, and I tell you, you are Peter, Greek Petrus, a large piece of rock. And on this rock, on this revelation, on this big rock, this the Greek is Petra, a huge rock like Gibraltar. I will build my church. And the gates of hell, or the gates of Hades, the powers of the, the infernal region, shall not overpower it, or be strong to its detriment, or hold out against it. This amplified. Are you seeing it? Yeah. So, Jesus said, I upon this rock. What rock was that? Christ. In the Old Testament it says, I lay in Zion for a foundation. I lay in Zion for a foundation. A stone. A tried stone. A precious corner stone. A sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. Who is that stone? That stone is Jesus himself. Jesus is a sure foundation. Jesus is the foundation of the church. Are you in the church? Yeah. Isaiah 28 verse 16 it says Therefore, that says the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion I lay where? In Zion. in Zion That city, that holy city, in Zion A foundation, a stone A tried stone, a precious cornerstone A sure foundation, he that believeth Shall not make his, who is that sure foundation? First Corinthians chapter 3, it's Jesus Christ himself First Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11 Look at 1 Corinthians 3 11. Hallelujah. 11 Let's read from verse 11 It says, for other foundation can no man Lay than that which is laid, which is what? which is what? Jesus Jesus Christ Jesus is that foundation so the church which is actually a building which is actually made up of people has a foundation and that foundation is Jesus Christ himself do you understand? and that building is built in Mount Zion and grows to become a city called the New Jerusalem which is actually the bride of Christ Which is actually the... I mean, it's true. That is God's purpose. It is the the place where God inhabits. So all that we are doing, all that we are doing in church, you going and coming and we teaching you and all of that, is for you to be built up. So you come in as a stone. When you become born again, you are born again as a stone. You are born again, you are a human being, you are born again, but you become a stone, spiritually speaking. A stone for what purpose? For the purpose of being used to build the, the, the church to construct the church. All of us are stones. Okay? So that's what I showed you in 1 Peter chapter, chapter chapter 2, right? From verse 4. Look at verse 4 once again. To whom coming, so I've showed you this one, to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed in need of men, but chosen of God and precious he's talking about Jesus then he says ye also ye also, say ye also, ye also. say me also. Ye, also ye also as living stones or lively stones are built up so we come in as stones but when you come in as a stone you must be built up that stone must be changed to become a wall or a pillar or something an iron rod something in the building of Christ or in the building of the church I see what I'm talking about. So all the things we share with you are for the purposes of building you up. Changing that stone to become what it's supposed to become. So that it can fit into the building of Christ very well. Okay? So in Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 19. Look at Ephesians 2, from verse 19. Now therefore, you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens... With the saints, he says, "You are not a stranger anymore, but you are now a fellow citizen of the saints, with the saints, and of the house of household of God. You now belong to the household of God, and are built. We are all built upon the foundation of what? The apostles and prophets. So the apostles and prophets are also foundations. Christ is the chief cornerstone or the chief foundation, and the apostles are other foundations that are laid on that particular foundation. So Peter is one of the foundations." So, if you read in Revelation chapter twenty-one, one second, go to Revelation twenty-one. You will see that their names are written on the. They, finish, they have finished their job, so their names are in the foundations of the New Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem has twelve foundations. Each foundation represents one of the apostles. Can you imagine? Let's read from from verse nineteen. And the foundation of the wall of the city were garnished with all manner of, he's describing the new Jerusalem, were garnished with all manner of precious stones. The first foundation was Jasper, the second Sapphire, and then he goes on and on and on. Have you seen it? Okay. Go up. Let's let you from verse 10, so that it makes more sense. From verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great, mount, high, a great and high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Next verse. And having having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone, most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And all, and had the wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and all the all the gates to all the angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. So he's talking about the gates. The gates had the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. So you have uh, God, Naphtali, and all of that. The, so all of Israel. Are the gates of they form the gates? Next verse: On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Isn't it? The wall had what twelve foundations, and inside the twelve foundations are the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. So Peter's name is there. Philip's name is there, Andrew's name is there. All of them. They are all they were changed from stones to become foundations. Because they did what they we're supposed to do. When they found themselves in flesh. Like you and I. If you do what you're supposed to do, you'll be converted to become what you are also supposed to become. Some people don't do what they are supposed to do, so they'll become green grass outside. I tell you, it's all it's all in the Bible. They'll become green grass. Look at Revelation chapter uh look at 3:12. Revelation 3.12 Yeah, Revelation 3.12 Him that overcometh will line make a pillar in the temple of my God Have you seen it? Yeah. I will make that person a pillar So that person came in game born again as a stone But because he overcame and did what God wanted him to do When he was here on it He is changed to become a pillar wow. That stone is developed to become a pillar So all the word of God and all the things we are hearing Is building you up To make you into what God wants you to do Maybe God has destined that you will be the slab You'll be a slab in one of the rooms in the new Jerusalem. But if you don't do what you're supposed to do, you'll become a green grass outside of the temple. Look at it. It says, him that overcometh to I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. Meaning that he shall always be in the presence of God. And I'll write upon him the name of my God. And the name of the city of my God, which is new Jerusalem. Which coming down out of heaven from my God. And I'll write upon him my new name. Yeah, all because the person did what he was supposed to do whilst he was here on earth for the Lord hey. are you seeing it? Yes. Mm-hmm. so he says you also as living stones go back to Ephesians chapter 2 where we're reading, verse 19 isn't it? He says and I'm built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, you and I are built upon the foundation of the prophets of the apostles and prophets because what they wrote the things they wrote is what we are reading. You see, this was not written by me. It was written by Paul. Who is one of the apostles? Have you seen it? So what they, what they wrote is what is being used to build us up. Then it says, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. That means the main foundation, like I've showed you. Look at the next verse. In whom? In Christ. All the building. That is the new Jerusalem. All the building, fitly framed together, groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. We grow into an holy temple in the Lord. The new Jerusalem is actually the temple of the living God. He says you shall dwell in that temple. Which is you and I. All of us together. Okay. Next verse. In whom ye also. In whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God. Through the spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in charge of your construction as a believer. The Holy Spirit demands certain things from you. So sometimes you'll be reading your Bible, you read your Bible for some time, and after sometimes, like when you're reading it, you don't you can't read as much as you were reading before. Have you ever experienced it before? You can't read, like probably before you were reading four chapters a day. But after about some two months, you realize that you're unable to read four chapters a day. You feel like praying. But you want to go back to the four chapters a day. How do you forget it? Then you become frustrated. Because you are ignoring the ministry of the Holy Spirit in building you up. The Holy Spirit is the contractor, He's the architect, He knows what to do. You are the supplier, you supply the materials. We, you, you supply the materials. You present yourself as a living sacrifice, isn't it? Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of service. Romans 12 1. Do so you see? So you present, you give the supply of what is needed. You, the supply includes reading the word, prayer, worship, fellowship with other people so winning all of those things are things that you supply to the holy spirit to use to build you so the holy spirit determines what he needs at what time and water is in this building but it's not only water we used to build this building and at a a point in the building of this building we didn't require water at all are you getting it so sometimes the holy spirit requires prayer from you so you wake you up at 3am to pray and then you say "Ah, i'm too tired what's all this I'll read a word in the morning. It's also part of spirituality. <laughs> and then you go to bed. So you, 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 you are not built up as you're supposed to. It needs water, but you want to supply cement. <laughs> are you seeing it? Mm-hmm. So that is basically concerning your builder. But if you remember what we read in Psalm 102, go back to Psalm 102 where we're reading. Something very unique was said there. How many of you want to be favored? Well, you are favored, but then there's higher favor. There's grace, grace for you to receive. Okay? You can receive more grace. We are in grace, but then you can receive more grace. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. It says, for if by one, one offense, death reigned by one much more, how much more they which receive how much those who, which, who, who receive abundance of grace so you can receive abundance of grace as a child of God, you can receive abundance of grace, plenty of grace for every aspect of your life, abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ, they shall king in life, the word reign there is to king so to reign in life you need to receive more grace, isn't it you need to receive more grace to reign in life. In other words, you need to receive more favor, more goodness, more kindness from God. God's work in you must increase. God is at work in you. The Bible says in uh, uh, Philippians chapter three, chapter two, verse twelve. Look at Philippians two twelve. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Next verse. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Have you seen it? Let's read the Amplified of this. Not in your own strength, for it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you, energizing and creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight have you seen it? God is working in you to help you do what he wants you to do that is called the grace of God grace is God at work in you okay? grace is God at work in you helping you to fulfill what he wants you to fulfill that's the difference in the new testament in the old testament God gave them laws but there was no assistance from God to keep the laws but in the new testament God gives us laws and he comes into us to meet those, the requirements of those laws now, God's ability to meet the needs that are outside of you, okay, from you or in you, can increase. And as it an increase is called increasing grace. Your beauty can increase, your joy can increase, your peace can increase, your resource can increase, everything about your life can increase. But it's not like that for everybody. It's not like that for every Christian. There are Christians who have been stagnant for years 20, 30, 40. Fifty years. Why? Because they, they are not able to receive abundance of grace. Grace is free of charge. But like they are unable to receive abundance of grace because they don't commit to the things they are supposed to commit to. Hallelujah! Praise the Lord. Yeah. The Bible says in Second uh, Peter chapter three verse eighteen. Look at Second Peter three eighteen. It says, "But growing grace." Have you seen it? But growing grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So. You can grow in grace. Go to chapter 1. 2 Peter 1, verse 2. 2 Peter 1, verse 2. It says, grace and peace be multiplied. So grace can be multiplied. Peace can be multiplied. How? Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. How is it? So, the more of the knowledge of God you allow to come to you, the more grace you enjoy. For instance, as you are listening to this message, for instance, grace is being ministered to you. God's ability is being ministered to you. You realize that you can do more than you could do before. The more you expose yourself to the word of God, the more you increase in grace. It's not only the word of God. Soul winning is also part. The more you win souls and the more you engage yourself and take pleasure in the stones of Zion. Go back to that please. Psalm 102. Oh, hallelujah. Let's read from verse 13 once again. Thou shalt arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yea, the set time has come. The time to favor her, yea, the set time is come. Next verse. For thy servants, why is it time to favor them? Because thy servants take pleasure in her stones. Who are the stones of Zion? We are the stones of Zion, right? He says that for thy servants take pleasure in her stones. Now, guess what? Zion needs more stones. So when he says, "For thy servants take pleasure in his stones," in a, what he's trying to say is this: thy servants are conscious. Your servants are conscious of bringing more stones and building those stones. <laughs> if we get someone born again, one stone more has been added to the building. If we get ten more born again, ten more have been added. Those ten are built up by the Holy Spirit through the ministry that we carry. He carries through us. For thy servants take pleasure in her stones. And they favor the dust. They'll. They favor the dust of Zion. What are the dust of Zion? The dust of Zion are the little children. The little ones. The little, little ones. Yeah. They favor the dust of Zion. They are conscious of bringing children into the body of Christ. Little, because some people don't think that children should be born again. Or can be born again. see? But God is concerned about all of them. God is concerned about all of them. So we have a ministry. Tell anybody, we, we have a ministry. Of favoring, of favoring. and taking pleasure, and taking pleasure in, the in the stones of Zion. Of bringing plenty people into the house of God. I mean, that, that is what your life is there for. If you take the New Jerusalem off, there's nothing, nothing else makes sense. It's life about uh, going to school, graduating with the top grade getting a good job, getting married, having five children, taking them to school, looking after them to, for them to grow. And then, as they grow, you also grow. And then you build five houses for them. And then you grow more. Eating and drinking, and then you die, and then they also go through the same process, and then also die. I mean, what's what's this life all about, really? If that is all life is for, then we have made we have wasted our lives, yeah. Because if you don't know, the buildings that you <laughs> you built will, will trade hands with time. Maybe one of your grandchildren will be a, will be something else. You drink all the buildings into his stomach and all your life's work will go up in in, in flames like that yeah. because you weren't wise you only thought of building you were a generational thinker (laughs) you only thinking about houses and cars what is house, what is car, it's good there's nothing wrong, we are not saying you shouldn't, it's good okay a righteous man liveth an inheritance for his children's children it's true, it's good but there's something higher than living an inheritance for your children's children if you raise your children in the, in the fear of God, for them to be conscious of the purpose of God, which is the new Jerusalem, you are better. You are way better. Yeah. So church is not a place to receive cars and houses. Even though you can receive cars and houses. You don't need God for a car. You don't need God for a house. You don't. You don't. don't. In in America, you don't need car. You don't need Jesus for that. You can easily get one with $200 you can get a car. Yeah. I don't know if you feel like going to America right now. (laughs) So what are you going to do? Are you going to engage in the ministry of reconciliation, of reconciling others to Christ and building them up for the Lord? Or you are just going to move around only care about education and caring about your job and caring about your wife and your children. Care about what food to eat and which one not to eat. What type of exercises to do and which ones not to do? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Care about reducing in size, weight loss, and weight gain. That's all. See, you refuse to be like that. Talk <laughs> about refuse to be like that. Jesus said, Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. If you are following Jesus, He makes you a fisher of men. He makes you a fisher of men. You see, the Holy Spirit was not given. For for nothing, the Holy Spirit was given for some things, definite purposes. One of the definite purposes of the Holy Spirit is to help you win souls and to raise them for the Lord. Yeah, not only for to minister to you, but to minister to the world. That's why he, that's why He has come. What did Jesus say in Acts chapter one, verse eight? But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. So the Holy Spirit's presence in your life makes you a witness. See, I'm a witness. It's not just for speaking in tongues and feeling good. Oh Ah 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 hallelujah. No, that's not that's not that's not it. That's not all. That's not all. After you are speaking in tongues, he makes you a witness. That's the truth. That's his ministry. He becomes a partner with you in fulfilling what God has designed for you to fulfill. Praise the Lord. But you shall receive power. Tell your neighbor, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Ask neighbor. Have you received the Holy Spirit? Then the cardinal thing the Holy Spirit helps you to achieve and to accomplish is not to help you to become a millionaire. No, 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 no. To help you build 75 houses. Build an estate. All those are they are residues of the original They are subsets They are the change But some people have admit that's the major The major thing That's not the major thing The major thing is that you become a witness You become what? Witness. You become what? The witness. When the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus' life What did he become? Jesus was a carpenter only He was only into carpentry work He was roofing people's houses And doing people's chairs I mean area carpenter That was what he was He was into constructing buildings and all of that But when he received the Holy Spirit In Luke chapter, Luke chapter 3 verse 20 Look, look at Luke chapter 3 verse 20 Go to 22 And the whole, let's read from verse 21 into 22 So it makes more sense and Now when other people were baptized It came to pass that Jesus also being baptized And praying the heaven was open. And the Holy Ghost hey. Power The Holy Ghost descended in a bodily shape Like a dove upon him And a voice, from came, a voice came from heaven Which said Thou art my beloved son In thee I am well pleased Go to chapter 4 verse 1 This continues in chapter 4 verse 1 All that is written from chapter verse 23 down Is the history The genealogy of Christ And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He went to fast. So the presence of the Holy Spirit leads you into fastings. (laughs) Wow. Are you surprised? Am I saying something that is not in the Bible? Is it in the Bible? Do you believe in the Bible? Do you believe the Bible is the word of God? Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan. This is verse 1 and was led by the Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Being forced of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they, when they were ended, he afterward hungered. He did eat nothing. The Holy Spirit's presence in his life led him into fastings. Look at verse 14. Luke 4:14. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region around about. Let's refer 15. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. Like the Holy Ghost came upon his life for the purposes of teaching. Fasting, teaching, praying, fasting, teaching. Do you have the Holy Spirit? Yeah. Are you glad you have the Holy Spirit in your life? Wow. What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit in your life? Fasting, preaching, teaching. Not so that you can, you can get 75 cars. Verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went to the synagogue on a Sabbath day. The Holy Ghost led him into church. He was going to church. Do you have the Holy Spirit in your life? The Holy Spirit leads you into church. Tell anybody the Holy Spirit leads you into church. Tell anybody you are the best churchgoer I have seen in my life. You will always be in the house of God. Like David, you always be in the house of God, and when you hear that church is happening, you'll be excited. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go into the house of the Lord. Some people become sad when they say they should go to the house of God. Tell your neighbor, not you, not you, not you. You are full of excitement when they say you should go to the house of God, yeah. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on a Sabbath day and stood up for to read. Look at what he said. Next verse. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. He found. He looked for it, and found the place where it had been written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Holy Ghost is upon me. For what purpose? For, hold on The spirit of the Lord is upon me Because he has anointed me To get 75 houses yeah. He has sent me To make sure I build Companies all around the world yeah. hey. No our company is bad Companies are not bad Build a company yeah. Get money to sponsor the gospel There's nothing wrong Work with the Holy Spirit to do something great And change lives There's nothing wrong but whatever you are doing, must be with the Holy Spirit's primary purpose in your life, in, in view. Okay? Yeah. The Holy Spirit's not in your life to just make you beautiful so that you can get a beloved. Or a husband. Or a wife. What do I mean? That's not why he's there. No, Charlie, let's be serious. Let's just look at, the, look at it. Let's be serious. Oh. It's in the Bible. It's still in the Bible. Yeah. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible not why like you dress and look good you dress and look good and you speak in that anointing is flowing there's more There's more. all that is good all that is part, but there's more says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach to what? to preach the gospel do you have the Holy Spirit in your life? yeah, he is into preaching the gospel to preach the gospel to the poor he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and to preach recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty in them that are bruised. This is what the Holy Spirit came into Jesus' life for. Are you it? Yeah. Look at John chapter 15, verse 26. John 15, 26. You know, so Jesus could not attend ministry. Jesus did not do anything in ministry until the Holy Spirit had come upon him. And he was able to achieve so much. That is why he qualifies to be the foundation. Of the new Jerusalem. Do you see? Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit led him to do the most difficult thing of dying on the cross. So that you and I will be saved. It was a very difficult thing. God and power. Jesus is God. And he knew why he was born. He knew he was born to die. But the night before he died. He knelt down and started praying. And said, God, Father, if it's be your will, let this cup pass me by. The kind of death he was going to die was going to be so gruesome that he thought about it again and said, if there's another way, let's use another way. Yeah. God, though. When God found himself in flesh, there were some things he couldn't attempt very easily like that. He needed strength. The Bible says that angels appeared and strengthened him. He needed to be strengthened because it was a very difficult, gruesome task to accomplish. To die. The Holy Spirit will lead you to do difficult and gruesome things so that others can exist and others can have life. The Holy Spirit will lead you to give some fat amount that you don't have. So that the kingdom of God can advance. You will ask for help. You will know that and pray God, if it is possible. Maybe it's the the devil who is talking to me. This money there. It has to be the devil that is talking to you to give. (laughs) Wow. What the Holy Spirit will tell you, to go to a certain village to give your life for the village. To be a missionary there for five years. And then you wonder, Lord, is it you or is it the devil? Is it you or is the devil? Oh Sefiosu is very nice. Have you been to Sevios before? Oh, it's very nice. Seviosu is very nice. Very, very nice. I was there recently. Very nice. Yeah. It's not a village at all. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said two abadom is a village. It's not a village. Share, you, you don't know. <laughs> The Holy Spirit will lead you. Tell me about lead you about the Holy Spirit will lead you. Yeah. You have shared some things. The fellowship of the Spirit. He will lead you into all kinds of truth and all of that. That's true. But then there's more. When He starts partnering with you, He will lead you into doing hard and difficult things for Jesus Christ. Yeah. To strengthen you, to accomplish greatness for Him, to make certain sacrifices for Him, for other people's lives to be built. Do you like what I'm saying? Or you only want to be on cruise control? What kind of a Christian are you? Keep your finger here. Yeah, A lot of Christians don't want to suffer for Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, he suffered for you. What kind of one-way relationship is that? Like when it's uncomfortable, small, nah. Some people are afraid of becoming leaders in this church because they feel that when they become a leader, they've seen some leaders. It's like, hey, this boy, they're always going to church, they're always moving around, moving to going for follow-up, doing things. They are favored because they take pleasure in the stones of Zion. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. When an extension is given to you to come into leadership, you should run. You shouldn't be afraid. Do we kill you in leadership? Look at hold on, look at Romans chapter 8. Let's read from verse 17. Romans 8 from verse 17. And if children, let's read from verse 16, it makes more sense. From verse 16. The spirit himself, this is old King James, so he it says itself. The Holy Spirit is more, it's not an it, he's a him, he's a person. So the spirit himself, that's this is amplified. Let's you know the spirit himself. Testifies together with us, our own spirit, assuring us that we are children of God. So, this is one of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. He testifies, he bears witness with you that you are a child of God. Okay? Then he says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God. Are you an heir of God? Say, I'm an heir of God. I'm a joint heir together with Christ. And joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we were. You see, people don't like reading this one. It's like it's not in the Bible. It ends at joint heir with Christ, but that is not what he says. Charlie, let's be serious. Is that not what is there? Look at look at this. He said, "And children, then as heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be, you will be a joint heir. If so be that we suffer with him, so that we may also." May be also glorified together with him. What? So without, without the suffering, you can't be a joint heir. Now we are heirs. It's true. We are heirs of the Father. We are joint heirs with the Son. It's true. But there's another level. I'm not the one saying it. Go to Second Timothy chapter two, from verse eleven. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Is it true? Are we dead with him? Yeah. We died with Christ, therefore we live with Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Next verse. Read read this one to me. Everybody, one to go. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, we also deny. Wow. wow. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. One one draw because it takes something out of you when you have to get out of your house and go to somebody else to go and preach the gospel look at Jehovah's Witness Jehovah's Witness are into those things they are always moving out whether they are bankers or contractors or whatever they, they've been taught that if they don't do that they will, they will not go to heaven which is also another extreme but they are into getting, making sure their church becomes big so you see there are small small kingdom halls around you think they are nothing you think they are not doing it? you'll be surprised. They'll visit you 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. By the 13th visit, you are in their church. You are permanent. You are also visiting somebody. <laughs> but charismatics will not do that. Everybody is sleeping in their house. We are, close, we are, we are on cruise control. <laughs> the pastors will do it. It's the leader's thing to do. Eh? 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 Guess what, the Holy Spirit is in your life To help, to partner with you To have a taste For witnessing To someone in your office There are people in your office Who should follow you to the house of God You must bear fruits after your own kind John 15, 16 Keep your friend, we'll come back to this place John 15, 16 You have not chosen me, this is Jesus talking to disciples. says, You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you And ordained you That you should go and bring forth what? Fruits. fruits. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Have you seen it? The Holy Spirit is sent to help you bear fruits. That's the mission of the Holy Spirit in your life. See, I bear fruits. I bear. Because the Holy, the Holy Ghost is in my life. In my life. Yeah. yeah. He makes it easy for you. Ah. You speak in tongues like that, you see someone outside and you, you are pushed. If you've noticed, every child of God is pushed to talk to somebody about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed? When yeah. you sit in a bus sometimes, the one sitting by you, the Holy Spirit prompt you say something to him. Say hello. All of a sudden, your mouth becomes very heavy. See, I refuse to be like that. Say, I'm, a of men. I'm a fisher of men. Say it again. I'm a, of men. I'm a fisher of men. Guess what? He says that, listen, when they bring you before the Sanhedrin, Henry, keep your finger here. Go to Matthew chapter 10. How many fingers have we kept somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. 90 fingers. Matthew chapter 10. Oh, so nice. This is the miniature of the Holy Spirit. Oh. From verse 19. Let's read from verse 18. And you shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake for a testimony against them and the gentiles next verse but when they deliver you up take no thought how or what you shall speak this boy even under pressure he says they shouldn't take thought how or what they shall speak for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak all the holy spirit needs for you to do is to open your mouth and you fill it he says open your mouth wide and i'll fill it look at the next verse someone said well, i don't know how to preach the holy spirit is in you he knows how to preach it's his job to preach he just needs your mouth to open for it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your Father who speaketh in you. Have you seen it? Yeah. The Holy Spirit is in you, to speak in you. Yeah. So you can preach to somebody on the streets. There's not, it is the easiest thing on earth. When you do it the first time, your confidence begins to grow. Then you realize that, oh, it is very easy to talk about Jesus. Yeah. Why is it that in your, in your bank, the bank that you are working, nobody knows you as a Christian? In your class, nobody knows you as a Christian because you've never I'm not so comfortable going to stand before the class and preaching. Some people are destined for that, they, they do those things. Others too can talk to individuals. Yeah, you can talk to your friends, your group, your group, whatever, your study group. Yeah, can preach to them. Let's go to church. Invite somebody to church. If you are gonna do ambience of love on first match, invite everybody, invite somebody. We want to have two thousand people around. If you can't preach to them, bring them at least. We we'll preach to them. You see, there are two. There are two ministries that function in the body of Christ. The first one is the ministry of reconciliation. That is bringing people into the house of God, bringing the stones. Then the other ministry is the ministry of construction, of building those who have been brought up, placing them where they're supposed to be placed in the body of Christ. So Ephesians chapter four, verse eleven, talks about the ministry the fivefold ministry which is into building, perfecting do you see, and he gave some apostles and some and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers that's us, for the purpose of perfecting the saints, we are to fully equip the saints, like I'm doing now I'm equipping you with the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit to know that this one is very important do you see, during the week I was in Bible school, we've been teaching the Bible school since Tuesday we have a Bible school if you don't know I'm telling you Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I've been preaching, we've been preaching the whole week. Yesterday I was preaching in the, in the evening, equipping, that's my ministry. That's our job, Do you see, to change the stones, we assist the Holy Spirit, in, we partner with the Holy Spirit in changing the stones to become part of the building, to fit at different places. That's, that's our ministry. But then there's another ministry where the body of Christ, everybody in the body of Christ is involved. So this one says, for the perfection of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Amplify. Let's do the Amplify. The pastors, teachers, and all those who are given for this purpose. His intention was the perfecting. And the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated people. Have you seen it? So this one is ministry to the saints, not to the unbelievers. We all together are have a ministry to unbelievers. It's true. But specifically speaking, the ones who are ordained by God like myself and the pastors and all, the, all those people who are branch pastors and all of that are into building his intention was the perfection, perfecting and the full equipping of the saints his greater people that they they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church have you seen it? Yeah. so we are to equip you so that you will do the other one which is the ministry of reconciliation of bringing more people to the house of God have you seen, seen sheep before? Have you seen sheep before? Have you seen a shepherd before? If the sheepfold fold is going to increase, who has to give birth? Is it a shepherd? Have you seen a shepherd giving birth to sheep before? So why is it that you think that the pastors are the ones to bring people to the house of God? The shepherd feeds the sheep. Makes sure the sheep drinks the water. And takes care of the sheep so the sheep can grow. And be fertile in order to produce. The sheep's job is to give birth. That's all. After his own kind. Give birth to three. And every sheep normally gives birth to two, three. Two, three. Am I lying? Two, three. Sometimes even four. Yeah. So in the course of the year, of one year, who have you produced? Who have you given birth to as a sheep? You are being fed. You are being led to drink water. You are being taken care of. Everything is being done for you. Everything. We are shaving off the wool on you. We are anointing your head with oil so that you don't have house worrying you and leading you to death. However, if the sheep's head is not anointed with oil and a small sock comes on the head, the, head, the sheep, will, in, an, in an attempt to protect itself, will hit its head against a, a tree until it dies, just so that it will be okay. So he says, Thou anointed my head with oil. My cap ran over. We are blessing you, pre- preaching to you every time. Trying to make sure you are always being built up through various means. We've done podcasts, we've done this. You don't know about how those things come into being. We do five minutes, pastor. you don't know how those things, all those things, come into being. We bring churches close to you. Try build churches so that you can you can be comfortable. What are you also doing? what is which part? See, I'll do my part. I'm trying to not make the message condemnatory. That's why I'm making you make the confessions. Okay, yeah. Yeah, how many how many scriptures have you written so far? Are they different from the scriptures we used last week? Oh, they are different, it's not the same scriptures. Eh. All these are in the Bible, all of them are in the Bible. Different from the one we used two weeks ago, how about three weeks ago? Four weeks ago. It's not the same, it's different. They are all in the scriptures, same Bible, same Bible, different aspects. The Holy Spirit is not sent to just minister to you. He's sent to minister with you. Minister with you. Okay? Look at this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Are you born again, child of God? He says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Right? Are you in Christ? Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are What? Become new. Are you a child of God? Old yeah. things are passed away. See, old things have passed away. All things have become, become new. You see, until you get this, end, I will not stop saying it. Okay, yeah. Until you you bring people to the house of God. When you are coming as a child of God, your car is full. Your hands are full. Not just purse. You don't have just a purse in your hand. You have human beings. One here. One here. That you're establishing in the house of God Your job is to bring them Our job is to teach them Is it too difficult? Yeah. Your job is to bring them And make sure they are always brought You bring them continuously for six months As you're bringing them We are always teaching them they will hear a thing or two And then to cause them to be established in the house of God So that they can also be built up And start doing what you are doing The price is that you have to pay lawyer fair for somebody Yeah that is the price. Jesus's price was that he was taken to the cross and crucified for your sake. His, he was nailed to the cross. Do you know Jesus was not nailed to the cross with boxer shorts? He didn't have boxer shorts on. You see, you don't, you don't want to be put to shame, isn't it? You don't like shame. Do you like shame? No. Would you want to be stripped naked without your panties and your bra moving around in the streets? Would you want that? Ask the closest lady. Would you want that? That is what what Jesus had to do. Eh? So that you can be born again. So that you will not go to hell. That is what he did. Yeah. They lashed him and took his back off. Pinch your neighbor and see if it will pin your neighbor. Pinch your neighbor. (laughs) Is it painful? Jesus was lashed. Not just lashing, his flesh was taken off. Have you watched Passion of the Christ before? Yeah. Maybe next week I'll play it for you to see what Jesus says. Yeah. Even that one is just an, an understatement of what actually happened. Yeah. They beat him at casa. Yeah. yeah. It was not easy. They beat him. They tore his back. When they finished tearing his back, then they turned him. They turned his belly and lashed the belly as well with the chest. Just like what? Yeah. I tell you. Then he carried the cross with it. After bleeding so much, he carried cross. He was, so, he was struggling. God was struggling. Jesus saw it though. He saw what was going to happen. He was like, hey, can I do this thing? Holy Ghost, come and strengthen me. Can I do this thing? But the Bible says that who for the joy that was set before him despised the cross. He despised the shame. Yeah. They put him on the cross, nailed him to the cross, naked, stuck naked. You see, it's it's difficult to show that on TV. It's you can It's like pornographic. You can't. You can You can't show it. Yeah. So they normally cover him, but there was no cover. There was none. They put him to shame. The Bible says they beat him to the point that you could not recognize him. Yeah. Yes. They beat him to the point that he was unrecognised. He, he couldn't recognise him. Because, have you read Isaiah chapter fifty-three before? You should read it. You see. He says, he's despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows. What he was going through was that his friends, those he called his friends, the disciples whom he called his friends and had been his friends for three and a half years, ran away. They all ran away. Everybody ran away and left him. Just imagine when you have friends who are not minding you for three days, for, for nothing really. You see how much, how depressed you become. Jesus was despised by his best friends. Peter looked into his eyes because of the suffering that he was going to suffer and the things that he was going to go through. Peter looked into his eyes and lied three times. That I don't know this man. I don't know who is this man. What are you talking about? One small girl came and said, "Ah, you you look like him, even you talk like him, you dress like him. You are one of these people." who said, "Hey, your mother. What do you mean? What do you mean by what? What are you talking about? If I swear Allah, if you do, I'll curse you right now." Peter spoke roughly, harshly, cursed, yeah. shouted, and did all kinds of things so that he can absorb himself. Yeah. His best friend. Yeah. And Jesus saw it. Jesus, saw their eyes, the Bible says, their eyes and met each other. You know, Jesus had told him before. Jesus had told him that, listen, this tonight, you would betray me. Before the cock crows, you'd have betrayed me three times. He said, me? Never. <laughs> Never. Where you go, we go, go. We go, die. When the death was staring at him in the face, he said, hey, we no not go die. <laughs> he just run away. Kid. That was what Jesus had to go through. That was the suffering he had to go through. And the Holy Spirit helped him to go through. Yeah. So your suffering is that you have to pay lawyer for somebody for three months. He if you suffer with me. You shall reign with me. What are you doing for someone for a stone to be added to the the, 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 the the New Jerusalem what can you what are you doing the ministry of the Holy Spirit is there to help you to partner with you okay yeah to partner with you if we suffer we shall also reign with him if we deny him he will also deny us. how do you deny the Lord how do you deny the Lord when he pushes you? To talk to somebody. Uh, God, this girl is fine too much. I know if you talk to one. I can't talk to this girl. She's not my class. If I say hello, she'll say, I, what do you mean by hello? Come on, get out of my face. Yeah. So that's more shame you will bear. Even if she does that to you, you have done your part. You have done your part by talking to her. If she does that to you, that is the shame you bear. It is better than being naked. Whatever suffering you can have and suffer cannot be compared to what Jesus went through. Yeah. So on that day, when you stand before me he ask you, what you so what did you also do for me? This is what I did. Look at my back. He'll show you his, his stars. He'll show you his back. Look at my back. Look at my buttons. Look at my ties. Look at my look at my fingers, my hands, my palms, look at my side. You move his side to you. Okay, so you need to show us your own. You are spotless. <laughs> oh, oh, is it true though? The, what you go through for Christ, okay, is the jewels you enjoy in heaven. Young Ucho spoke of a story concerning one of his pastors who died, went to heaven. The, the wife died a month earlier. The pastor's wife died a month earlier. And he was so full of sorrow that the day before, the day before they buried the wife, the day just what they were going to bury their wife, he was so f- he was crying so much. As he was crying, he was like, "I want to see, I want to see my wife." And then he died. Yes, oh, ah, they are. He died, <laughs> and he went to heaven. And when he got to heaven, he met the wife, and the wife said, "Oh, because he was crying so much, he she asked Jesus to bring him so that at least they can talk one last time." Uh-huh. So they spoke. True story. The guy actually died for 10 days. So they were going to bury him when he came back into his body. They were, he was in the coffin. As they were talking about burying, they were doing everything, that's to dust, whatever. Then he came back into his body. Then he rose up. Everybody ran away. <laughs> Everybody ran away. And he said something. He said that when he finished talking to his wife and his wife was going back, and, and she turned, he noticed that there were some diamonds at the back of her head shining and he knew that mark that was a mark that the wife received someone threw a stone to hit her they stoned them at the point because of Jesus Christ she was going to preach some people were so angry with her they took stones and stoned there and one threw the stone and hit the back of her head and created a mark there and that mark was what had become a diamond in heaven yeah wow, what is, what's mark, what, what's mark, <laughs> what's mark, <laughs> yeah, Paul said, I am marked for Christ, nobody should worry me now, I am marked for, Christ. Galatians chapter 6, verse 15, Galatians six fifteen. for in Christ, there's neither circumcision nor, have they let anything circumcision, but a new creature. Next verse. And as many as walk according to this, on peace be upon them and mercy and upon the Israel of God. Verse 17. From henceforth let no man trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. I bear in my body the marks. Because Paul had been whipped. I think he was beaten three times, eh? Yeah. Three different times. Yeah. He says, I received 40 stripes but one. In other words, I was given 39 stripes at different times. Because I was preaching the gospel They were jailed, why? Because They went to prison, not because they had gone to steal someone's wife Or gone to steal Some whatever, done some bank fraud Or whatever, it was because we were preaching about Jesus so We were put in prison It's like Christians today don't want to hear about those things Like you read the Bible and you jump You jump and you read You just want niceness it's mine. it's mine I receive it, that is part of the gospel But that is not the, that is not the only That is an incomplete gospel is incomplete. What are you suffering for the Lord? Have you walked for the Lord? Do you see? You are walking because of Jesus. Why are you walking? You don't have money, but you have to visit somebody and bring someone to church. So you are walking Sunday morning. You are ironing somebody's clothes. Sunday morning, you are fetching water. As You will not even fetch water for your father in the house. But because of Jesus Christ, you are fetching water. For a foolish boy who wants to come, you want to bring to church, who says he doesn't have water to bath? So you buy pure water and pour it into bucket and bring. You think you'll not be rewarded? You'll be rewarded. You'll be rewarded, I tell you. Whatever you do for him will not go away like that. You'll be rewarded. Yeah. You sow a seed. Your last 500 seed, you give it to the Lord. So that you go hungry. You think God will not honor you? God will honor you. God will honor you, I tell you. God will honor you. The Holy Spirit is in our lives to help us. Yeah. He's in our lives to help us, to partner with us. I've not, I've not started preaching my message actually. All this is introduction. I've been trying to preach proper partnership with the Spirit for two weeks now. It's not worked. So this year, i just introduce it to you. Yeah, if I'm going, to talk, I'm going to talk for another three hours Before I can finish So next week we'll continue Thank God we have weeks yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah John 15, 26 But when the Comforter is come Whom I will send unto you from the Father He's talking about the Holy Spirit Even the Spirit of truth Which, fa- which proceedeth from the Father He, he shall what? Testify He shall testify of me He shall bear witness So the Holy Spirit the word testifies to bear witness. I don't know if the amplified will say it. Sure as the amplifier. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the spirit of true knowledge who comes from the Father, he will give witness about me. He will give witness. He will talk about me. Do you see? He will talk about who? Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit talks about Jesus Christ. He's a witness of Jesus. That is why when he comes upon you, he makes you a witness for Jesus. See, I'm a witness for Jesus. Amen. I'm a partner together with the Holy Spirit in witnessing about Jesus Christ. Look at the next verse. Then the apostle said, And so, and ye also shall bear witness. Jesus told the disciples that you shall also bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. See, I bear witness. Yeah, you shall also bear witness. So in Acts chapter 5, verse 32, look at Acts chapter 5, 32. He says, this is Peter talking Let's read from a study, so it makes more sense The God of our our fathers Raised up Jesus, whom he slew and Hanged on a tree Him has God exalted with his right hand To be a savior and a prince You know, Peter could not Peter was the one who ran away the first time, you remember And denied Jesus Christ He he wasn't bold to face any of those things But when he received the Holy Spirit, the day he received the Holy Spirit He stood and preached And 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ This was another day their lives were being threatened and he stood and preached. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was now in his life. To embolden him to be a witness. Do you see? Yeah. Him has God exalted with his right hand to be a, a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. Next verse. And we are his witnesses. Peter said we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost whom God has given to them that obey him. Has God given you the Holy Spirit? ask anybody has God given you the, Holy the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit makes you a witness tell anybody he makes you a witness Jesus. wow he makes you a witness tell anybody my witness of Jesus Christ I'll change lives I'll bring many to Christ when I die and I'm going I'll be carrying many souls to Jesus Christ listen the houses will not go the righteous blessed are they which die in the lord from that from henceforth for their what their works do follow them which works their works for the lord the souls they want the people they helped build for christ to be part of that new jerusalem who follow them i see you going with your good works your good works, say my good works work. oh, follow will follow me I will not be a fool I will be, fool. I'll be wise, wise. Bible says they that win souls are wise the one who wins souls is wise rise up my wisest neighbor right now, rise up right now and thank God for what he has shared with you thank you dear Holy Spirit in two minutes, I just wanted you to thank God two minutes, just thank God God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pasto podcast. Simply search for Pasto on any podcast app. Plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.